Shabbat Shalom. Well, last week I messed up and read this week's parasha. So this week I will read last week's. We will read last week's parasha to make up the difference. So in the complete Jewish Bible, we are on page 225, Deuteronomy 26, 1. When you have come to the land Adonai your God is giving you as your inheritance, take possession of it and settle there. You are to take the first fruits of all the crops, the ground yields, which you will harvest from your land that Adonai your God is giving you. Put them in a basket and go to the place where Adonai your God will choose to have his name live. You will approach the Kohen holding office at the time and say to him, Today I declare to Adonai your God that I have come to the land Adonai swore to our ancestors that he would give us. The Kohen will take the basket from your hand and put it down in front of the altar of Adonai your God. Then in the presence of Adonai your God, you are to say, My ancestor was a nomad from Aram. He went down into Egypt, few in number, and stayed. There he became a great, strong, populous nation. But the Egyptians treated us badly. They oppressed us and imposed hard slavery on us. So we cried out to Adonai, the God of our ancestors. Adonai heard us and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. And Adonai brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand and a stretched out arm with great terror and with signs and wonders. Now he has brought us to this place and given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Therefore, as you see, I have now brought the first fruits of the land which you, Adonai, have given me. You are then to put the basket down before Adonai, your God, prostrate yourself before Adonai, your God, and take joy in all the good that Adonai, your God, has given you, your household, the Levi and the foreigner living with you. After you have separated a tenth of the crops yielded in the third year, the year of separating a tenth, and have given it to the Levi, the foreigner, the orphan, and the widow, so that they can have enough food to satisfy them while staying with you, you are to say, in the presence of Adonai your God, I have rid my house of the things set aside for God and given them to the Levi, the foreigner, the orphan, and the widow in keeping with every one of the mitzvah you gave me. I haven't disobeyed any of the mitzvah or forgotten them. I haven't eaten any of this food when mourning. I haven't put any of it aside when unclean, nor have I given any of it to the dead. I have listened to what Adonai my God has said, and I've done everything you ordered me to do. Look out from your holy dwelling place from heaven. And bless your people Israel and the land you gave us, as you swore to our ancestors, a land flowing with milk and honey. Today, Adonai, your God, orders you to obey these laws and rulings. 
Therefore, you are to observe and obey them with all your heart and with all your being. You are agreeing today that Adonai is your God and that you will follow his ways, observe his laws, mitzvahs and rulings, and do what he says. In turn, Adonai is agreeing today that you are his own unique treasure as he promised you that you are to observe all his mitzvah and that he will raise you high above all nations he has made in praise, reputation and glory and that he, that as he said, you will be a holy people for Adonai your God. Then Moses and all the leaders of Israel gave orders to the people. They said, Observe all the mitzvah I'm giving you today. When you cross the Jordan to the land Adonai your God is giving you, you are to set up large stones, put plaster on them, and after crossing over, write this Torah on them, every word, so that you can enter the land Adonai your God is giving you, a land flowing with milk and honey, as Adonai, the God of your ancestors, promised you. When you have crossed the Jordan, you are to set up these stones, as I'm ordering you today, on Mount Eval, and put plaster on them. There you are to erect an altar to Adonai your God, an altar made of stones. You are not to use any iron tool on them, but are to build the altar of Adonai your God of uncut stones. And you are to offer burnt offerings on it to Adonai your God. Also, you are to sacrifice peace offerings. Eat there and be joyful in the presence of Adonai your God. You are to write on the stones all the words of this Torah very clearly. Next, Moses and the Kohen, who are the Levites, spoke to all Israel. They said, Be quiet and listen, Israel. Today you have become the people of Adonai your God. Therefore, you are to listen to what Adonai your God says and obeys mitzvah and laws, which I am giving you today. That same day, Moses commissioned the people as follows. These are the ones who are to stand on Mount Grissom and bless the people after you have crossed the Jordan. Simon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. While these are to stand on Mount Ebal, for the curse, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. The Levites, speaking loudly, will proclaim to every man of Israel, A curse on anyone who makes a carved or metal image, something Adonai detests, the handiwork of a craftsman, and sets it up in secret. All the people are to respond by saying, Amen. A curse on anyone who dishonors his father or mother. All the people are to say, Amen. Amen. A curse on anyone who moves his neighbor's boundary marker. All the people are to say, Amen. A curse on anyone who causes a blind person to lose his way on the road. All the people are to say, Amen. Amen. A curse on anyone who interferes with justice for the foreigner, orphan, or widow. All the people are to say amen.
a curse on anyone who has sexual relations with his father's wife, because he has violated his father's rights. All the people are to say, Amen. Amen. A curse on anyone who has sexual relations with any kind of animal. All the people are to say, Amen. A curse on anyone who has sexual relations with his sister, no matter whether she is the daughter of his father or of his mother. All the people are to say, Amen. Amen. A curse on anyone who has sexual relations with his mother-in-law. All the people are to say, Amen. A curse on anyone who secretly attacks a fellow member of the community. All the people are to say, Amen. Amen. A curse on anyone who accepts a bribe to kill an innocent person. All the people are to say, Amen. A curse on anyone who does not confirm the words of this Torah by putting them into practice. All the people are to say, Amen. Amen. If you listen closely to what Adonai your God says, observing and obeying all his mitzvah, which I'm giving you today, Adonai your God will raise you high above all the nations on earth, and all the following blessings will be yours in abundance if you will do what Adonai your God says. A blessing on you in the city and a blessing on you in the countryside. A blessing on the fruit of your body, the fruit of your land and the fruit of your livestock, the young and the cattle and flocks. A blessing on your grain basket and kneading bowl. A blessing on you when you go out and a blessing on you when you come in. Adonai will cause your enemies attacking you to be defeated before you. They will advance on you one way and flee before you seven ways. Adonai will order a blessing to be with you in your barns and in everything you undertake. He will bless you in the land of Adonai your God has given you. Adonai will establish you as a people separated out for himself as he has sworn to you. If you will observe the mitzvah of Adonai your God and follow his ways, then all the peoples on the earth will see that Adonai's name, his presence, is with you, so that they will be afraid of you. Adonai will give you great abundance of good things, of the fruit of your body and the fruit of your livestock and the fruit of your land. In the land Adonai swore to give your ancestors swore to your ancestors to give you. Adonai will open for you his good treasure, the sky, to give your land its rain at the right seasons and to bless everything you undertake. You will lend to many nations and not borrow. Adonai will make you the head and not the tail and you will be only above, never below. If you will listen to, observe, and obey the mitzvah of Adonai your God, and not turn away from any of the words I'm ordering you today, neither to the right nor to the left, to follow after other gods and serve them. But if you refuse to pay attention to what Adonai your God says, and do not observe and obey all his mitzvah and regulations which I'm giving you today, then all the following curses will be yours in abundance. 
A curse on you and the city and a curse on you and the countryside. A curse on your grain basket and kneading board. A curse on the fruit of your body, the fruit of your land, and the young of your cattle and flocks. A curse on you when you come in and a curse on you when you go out. Autumn, I will send you send on you curses, disasters, and frustration in everything you set out to do until you are destroyed and quickly perish because of your evil actions in abandoning me. Adonai will bring on you a plague that will stay with you until he has exterminated you from the land you are entering in order to take possession of it. Adonai will strike you down with wasting diseases, fever, inflammation, fiery heat, drought, blasting winds, and mildew, and they will pursue you until you perish. The sky over your head will be brass, and the earth under you iron. Adonai will turn the rain your land needs into powder and dust that will fall on you from the sky until you are destroyed. Adonai, your God, will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You will advance on them one way and flee before them seven. You will become an object of horror to every kingdom on earth. Your carcasses will become food for all the birds in the air and the wild animals, and there will be no one to scare them away. Adonai will strike you down with the boils that broke out on the Egyptians. Tumors, skin lesions, and itching, all incurable. Adonai will strike you with insanity, blindness, and utter confusion. You will grope about at noon like a blind person groping in the dark, unable to find your way. You will be continually oppressed and robbed, and there will be no one to save you. You will get engaged to a woman, but another man will marry her. You will build a house, but not live in it. You will plant a vineyard, but not use its fruit. Your ox will be slaughtered before your eyes, but you won't eat any of its meat. Your donkey will be taken away from you by force as you watch, and you won't get it back. Your sheep will be given to your enemies, and there will be no one to help you. Your sons and daughters will be handed over to another people. You will watch for them longingly all day, but not see them, and there will be nothing you can do about it. A nation unknown to you will eat the fruit of your land and labor. Yes, you will be continually oppressed and crushed till you go crazy from what your eyes have to see. Adonai will strike you down in the knees and legs with painful and incurable boils. They will spread from the sole of your foot to the crown of your head. Adonai will bring you and your king, who you have put over yourselves, to a nation you have not known, neither you nor your ancestors. And there you will serve other gods made of wood and stone. You will be so devastated as to become a proverb and a laughingstock among all the peoples to which Adonai will drive you. You will carry much seed out to the field, but gather little in. 
because locusts will devour it. You will plant vineyards and dress them, but neither drink the wine nor gather the grapes, because worms will eat them. You will have olive trees throughout your territory, but not anoint yourself with the oil, because your olives will fall off unripe. You will father sons and daughters, but they won't belong to you because they will go into captivity. The bugs will inherit all your trees and the produce of your land. The foreigner living with you will rise higher and higher while you sink lower and lower. He will lend to you, but you will not lend to him. He will be the head and you the tail. All these curses will come on you, pursuing you and overtaking you until you are destroyed because you didn't pay attention to what Adonai your God said, observing his mitzvah and regulations that he gave you. These curses will be on you and your descendants as a sign and wonder forever because you didn't serve Adonai your God with joy and gladness in your heart. When you had such an abundance of everything, Adonai will send you your enemy against you and you will serve him when you are hungry, thirsty, poorly clothed and lacking everything. He will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he destroys you. Yes, Adonai will bring against you a nation from far away that will swoop down on you from the end of the earth like a vulture, a nation whose language you don't understand, a nation grim in appearance, whose people neither respect the old nor pity the young. They will devour the offspring of your livestock and the produce of your soil until you have been destroyed. They will leave you without grain wine, olive oil, and your young cattle and sheep until they have caused you to perish. They will besiege all your towns until your high fortified walls in which you trusted collapse everywhere in your land, which Adonai your God gave you. Then because of the severity of the siege and distress that your enemies are inflicting on you, you will eat the offspring of your own body, the flesh of your own sons and daughters, whom Adonai your God has given you. Even the most gentle and sensitive men among you will be without pity for his brother, his beloved wife, and his surviving children. To the degree that he will refuse to share with you any of them, the flesh of the children whom he is eating, because if he did, he would have nothing left for himself. In the severity of the siege and distress your enemies are inflicting on you in all your towns, the most delicate and sensitive woman among you, so sensitive and delicate that she wouldn't think of touching the sole of her foot to the ground, will so begrudge her own beloved husband, son, and daughter that she will secret secretly eat the afterbirth that comes out of her and even her own 
children as she bears them. So desperately hungry out of her and even her own children as she bears them. So desperately hungry she will be in the severity of the siege and distress your enemies are inflicting on you in your towns. If you will not observe and obey all the words of this Torah that are written in this book, so that you will fear this glorious and awesome name, Adonai your God, then Adonai will strike down you and your descendants with extraordinary plagues and severe sicknesses that go on and on. He will bring back upon you all the diseases the Egyptians had, which you were in dread of, and they will cling to you. Not only that, but Adonai will bring upon you all the sicknesses and plagues that are not written in this book of the Torah until you are destroyed. You will be left few in number, whereas you were once numerous as the stars in the sky, because you did not pay attention to the voice of Adonai your God. Thus it will come about that just as once Adonai took joy in seeking to do you good and increase your numbers, so now Adonai will take joy in causing you to perish and be destroyed, and you will be plucked off the land you are entering in order to take possession of it. Adonai will scatter you among all peoples from the end of the earth to the other, and there you will serve other gods made of wood and stone, which neither you nor your ancestors have known among these nations. You will find no repose, and there will be no rest for the sole of your foot. Rather, Adonai will give you their anguish of heart, dimness of eyes, and apathy of spirit. Your life will hang in doubt before you, you will be afraid night and day and have no assurance that you will stay alive. In the morning you will say, oh, how I wish it were evening. And in the evening you will say, oh, how I wish it was morning. Because of the fear overwhelming your heart and the sights your eyes will see. Finally, Adonai will bring you back in ships to Egypt the place of which I said to you, you will never, ever see again. And there you will try to sell yourselves as slaves to your enemies, but no one will buy you. These are the words of the covenant which Adonai ordered Moses to make with the people of Israel in the land of Moab, in addition to the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. Then Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, You saw everything Adonai did before your eyes in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh, to all his servants, and to all his land. The great testings which you saw with your own eyes, and the signs and those great wonders. Nevertheless, to this day, Adonai has not given you a heart to understand, eyes to see, or ears to hear, 
I led you 40 years in the desert. Neither your clothes, nor your body, nor the shoes on your feet wore out. You didn't eat bread and you didn't drink wine or other intoxicating liquor. This was so that you would know that I am Adonai your God. When you arrived at this place, Sikon, the king of Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, advanced against us in battle, and we defeated them, took their land, and gave it as an inheritance to the Reubenite, the Gadai, and the Mashani. Therefore observe the words of this covenant and obey them so that you can make everything you do prosper. And then we have Isaiah 60, 1 through 22, and you can find that on page 531. Arise, shine, Jerusalem, for your light has come. The glory of Adonai has risen over you. For although darkness covers the earth and thick darkness the peoples, on you, Adonai will rise. Over you will be seen his glory. Nations will go toward your light and kings toward your shining splendor. Raise your eyes and look around. They are all assembling and coming to you. Your sons are coming from far off, your daughters being carried on their nurses' hips. Then you will see and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with delight. For the riches of the seas will be brought to you. The wealth of nations will come to you. Caravans of camels will cover your land. Young camels from Midian and Ephah. All of them coming from Sheba. Bringing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of Adonai. All the flocks of Kedar will be gathered for you. The rams of Nebaioth will be at your service. They will come up and be received on my altar as I glorify my glorious house. Who are these flying along like clouds, like doves to the dovecotes? The coastlands are putting their hope in me with the Tarshish ships in the lead to bring your children from far away and with them their silver and gold for the sake of Adonai your God, the Holy One of Israel, who glorifies you. Foreigners will rebuild your walls. Their kings will be at your service. For in my anger I struck you, but in my mercy I pity you. Your gates will always be open. They will not be shut by day or by night so that people can bring you the wealth of nations with their kings led in procession. For the nation or kingdom that won't serve you will perish. Yes, those nations will be utterly destroyed. The glory of the Lebanon will come to you, cypresses together with elm trees and larches, to beautify the site of my sanctuary. I will glorify the place where I stand. The children of your oppressors will come and bow low before you. 
all who despised you will fall at your feet, calling you the city of Adonai, Zion, the Holy One of Israel. In the past you were abandoned and hated, so that no one would even pass through you. But now I will make you the pride of the ages, for a joy for many generations. You will drink the milk of nations, and you will nurse the royal breasts, and know that I, Adonai, am your Savior, your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. For bronze I will bring you gold, for iron I will bring you silver, bronze in place of wood and iron in place of stone. I will make peace your governor and righteous your taskmaster. Violence will no longer be heard in your land, desolation or destruction within your borders. Instead, you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. No one will the sun no more will the sun be your light by day, nor will moonlight shine on you. Instead Adonai will be your light forever, and your God your glory. No longer will your sun go down, your moon will no longer wane. For Adonai will be your light forever, your days of mourning will end. All your peoples will be righteous. They will inherit the land forever. They will be the branch I planted, my handiwork in which I take pride. The smallest will grow to a thousand, and the weakest will become a mighty nation. I, Adonai, when the right time comes, will quickly bring it about. And then we have Matthew 25, 1 to 46, and you find that on page 12, 56. The kingdom of heaven at the time will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom. Five of them were foolish and five of them sensible. The foolish ones took lamps with them, but no oil, whereas the others took flasks of oil with their lamps. Now the bridegroom was late, so they all went to sleep. It was the middle of the night when the cry rang out, The bridegroom is here. Go out to meet him. The girls all woke up and prepared their lamps. The foolish ones said to the sensible ones, Give us some of your oil, because our lamps are not are going out. No, they replied, There may not be enough for both you and us. Go to the oil dealers and buy some for yourselves. But as they were going off to buy, the bridegroom came. Those who were ready went with him to the wedding feast and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came. Sir, sir, they cried, let us in. But he answered, Indeed, I tell you, I don't know you. So stay alert, because you know neither the day nor the hour. For it will be like a man about to leave home for a while who entrusted his possessions to his servants. To one he gave five talents, equivalent to a hundred years' wages, to another two talents, 
and do another one down to each accordingly to his ability. Then he left. The one who had received five talents immediately went out, invested it, and earned another five. Similarly, the one given two earned another two. But the one given one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned to settle accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the other five, and said, Sir, you gave me five talents. Here, I have made five more. His master said to him, Excellent, you are a good and trustworthy servant. You have been faithful with a small amount, so I will put you in charge of a large amount. Come and join in your master's happiness. Also, the one who had received two came forward and said, Sir, you gave me two talents. Here, I have made two more. His master said to him, Excellent, you are a good and trustworthy servant. You have been faithful with a small amount, so I will put you in charge of a large amount. Come and join in your master's happiness. Now the one who had received one talent came forward and said, I knew you were a hard man. You harvest where you didn't plant and gather where you didn't sow seed. I was afraid, so I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, take what belongs to you. You wicked, lazy servant, said the master. So you knew, did you, that I harvest where I haven't planted and that I gather where I didn't sow seed? Then you should have deposited my money with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have at least gotten back interest with my capital. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For everyone who has something will be given more, so that he will have more than enough. But from anyone who has nothing, even what he does have will be taken away. As for his worthless as for this worthless servant, throw him out in the dark, where people will wail and grind their teeth. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, accompanied by all the angels, he will sit on his glorious throne. <clears throat> all the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates sheep from goats. The sheep he will place at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you whom my father has blessed. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you from the founding of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you made me your guest. I needed clothes, and you provided them. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the people who have done what God wants will reply, Lord, when did we 
only see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and make you a guest or needing clothes to provide them? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will say to them, Yes, I tell you that whenever you did these things for one of the least important of these brothers of mine, you did them for me. Then he will also speak to those on his left, saying, Get away from me, you who are cursed. Go up into the fire prepared for the adversary and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food, thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. A stranger, and you did not welcome me. Needing clothes, and you did not give them to me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they too will reply, Lord, when did we see you hungry, thirsty, a stranger, needing clothes, sick or in prison, and not take care of you? And he will answer them, Yes, I tell you that whenever you refuse to do it for the least important of these people, you refuse to do it for me. They will go off to eternal punishment. Those who have done what God wants will go to eternal life. And then we have James 1, 1 through 2. 26, you'll find that on page 1510. From Jacob, a slave of God. Oh, excuse me. From James, a slave of God, and of the Lord Yeshua the Messiah, to the twelve tribes in the Dysphoria. Shalom. Regard it all as joy, my brothers, when you face various kinds of temptations. For you know that the testing of your trust produces perseverance. But let perseverance do its complete work, so that you may be complete and whole, lacking in nothing. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in trust, doubting nothing. For the doubter is like a wave in the sea, being tossed and driven by the wind. Indeed, that person should not think that he will receive anything from the Lord, because he is double-minded, unstable in all his ways. Let the brother in humble circumstances boast about his high position, but let the rich brother boast about his being humbled, since, like a wildflower, he will pass away. But just as the sun rises with the sharab and dries up the plant, so that its flower falls off and its beauty is destroyed, so too the rich person going about his business will wither away. How blessed is the man who perseveres through temptation, for after he has passed the test, he will receive as his crown the life 
which God has promised to those who love him. No one being tempted should say, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and God himself tempts no one. Rather, each person is being tempted whenever he's being dragged off and enticed by the bait of his own desire. Then, having conceived the desire, gives birth to sin, and when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Don't delude yourselves, my dear brothers. Every good act of giving and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father who made the heavenly lights. With him there is neither variation nor darkness caused by turning. Having made his decision, he gave birth to us through a word that can be replied, relied on. In order that we should be a kind of first fruits of all that he created. Therefore, my dear brothers, let every person be quick to listen, but slow to speak slow to get angry, for a person's anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. So rid yourself of all vulgarity and obvious evil, and receive meekly the word implanted in you that can save your lives. Don't deceive yourselves by only hearing what the word says, but do it. For whoever hears the word but doesn't do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror, who looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what he looks like. But if a person looks closely at the perfect Torah, which gives freedom and continues becoming not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work it requires, then he will be blessed in what he does. Anyone who thinks he is religiously observant but does not control his tongue is deceiving himself, and his observance counts for nothing. The religious observance that God the Father considers pure and faultless is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being contaminated by the world. My brothers, practice the faith of our Lord Yeshua, the glorious Messiah, without showing favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your synagogue wearing gold rings and fancy clothes, and also a poor man comes in dressed in rags. If you show more respect to the man wearing the fancy clothes and say to him, have this good seat here while to the poor man you say you stand over there or sit down on the floor by my feet then aren't you creating distinctions among yourselves and haven't you made yourselves into judges with evil motives listen my dear brothers Hasn't God chosen the poor of the world to be rich in faith and to receive the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you despise the poor. Aren't the rich the ones who oppress you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who insult the good name of him to whom you belong? 
if you truly attain the goal of kingdom Torah in conformity with the passage that says, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. But if you show favoritism, your actions constitute sin, since you are convicted under the Torah as transgressors. For a person who keeps the whole Torah, yet stumbles at one point, has become guilty of breaking them all. For the one who said, don't commit adultery, also said, don't murder. Now, if you don't commit adultery, but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the Torah. Keep speaking and acting like people who will be judged by a Torah which gives freedom. But judgment will be without mercy toward the one who doesn't show mercy. But mercy wins out over judgment. What good is it, my brothers, if someone claims to have faith but has no actions to prove it? In such faith, able to save. Is such faith able to save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food and someone says to him, Shalom, keep warm and eat hearty without giving him what he needs. What good does it do? Thus, faith by itself, unaccompanied by actions, is dead. Someone will say that you have faith and I have actions. Show me this faith of yours without the actions, and I will show you my faith by my actions. You believe that God is one. Good for you. The demons believe it too. The thought makes them shudder with fear. But foolish fellow, do you want to be shown that such faith apart from actions is barren? Wasn't Abraham our father declared righteous because of actions when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith worked with his actions by the actions of the faith was made complete and the passage of the Tanakh was fulfilled which says Abraham had faith in God and was credited and it was credited to his account as righteousness he was even called God's friend you see that a person is declared righteous because of actions and not because of faith alone. Likewise, wasn't Rachel the prostitute declared righteous because of actions when she welcomed the messengers and sent them out by another route? Indeed, just as the body without a spirit is dead, so too faith without actions is dead. And I remind everyone that Monday, September 26th, is Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets. The beginning of the Jewish New Year. In the name of Jesus, we pray today and thank him for all the strength he's given us to take action. It takes action to come forward and study your word, Lord. We can't just sit around and have faith. We have to go forward and actually take action to strengthen our faith. And thank you for helping us to humble ourselves before you 
and thank you that we recognize that our faith has strengthened because of our actions. Amen. Amen. Well, last week I messed up and read this week's parasha. So this week I will read last week's, we will read last week's parasha to make up the difference. So in the complete Jewish Bible, we are on page 225, Deuteronomy 26, 1. When you have come to the land Adonai your God has given you as your inheritance, take possession of it and settle there. You are to take the first fruits of all the crops, the ground yields, which you will harvest from your land that Adonai your God has given you. Put them in a basket and go to the place where Adonai your God will choose to have his name live. You will approach the Cohen holding office at the time and say to him, Today, I declare to Adonai, your God, that I have come to the land Adonai swore to our ancestors that he would give us. The Kohen will take the basket from your hand and put it down in front of the altar of Adonai, your God. Then in the presence of Adonai, your God, you are to say, my ancestor was a nomad from Aram. He went down into Egypt, few in number, and stayed. There he became a great, strong, populous nation. But the Egyptians treated us badly. They oppressed us and imposed hard slavery on us. So we cried out to Adonai, the god of our ancestors. Adonai heard us and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. And Adonai brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand and a stretched out arm with great terror and with signs and wonders. Now he has brought us to this place and given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Therefore, as you see, I have now brought the first fruits of the land which you, Adonai, have given me. You are then to put the basket down before Adonai your God, prostrate yourself before Adonai your God, and take joy in all the good that Adonai your God has given you, your household, the Levi and the foreigner living with you. After you have separated a tenth of the crops yielded in the third year, the year of separating a tenth, and have given it to the Levi, the foreigner, the orphan, and the widow, so that they can have enough food to satisfy them while staying with you. You are to say, in the presence of Adonai your God, I have rid my house of the things set aside for God and given them to the Levi, the foreigner, the orphan, and the widow, in keeping with every one of the mitzvah you gave me. I haven't disobeyed any of the mitzvah or forgotten them. I haven't eaten any of this food when mourning. 
I haven't put any of it aside when unclean, nor have I given any of it to the dead. I have listened to what Adonai my God has said, and I have done everything you ordered me to do. Look out from your holy dwelling place from heaven, and bless your people Israel and the land you gave us, as you swore to our ancestors, a land flowing with milk and honey. Today, Adonai, your God orders you to obey these laws and rulings. Therefore, you are to observe and obey them with all your heart and with all your being. You are agreeing today that Adonai is your God and that you will follow his ways, observe his laws, mitzvahs and rulings, and do what he says. In turn, Adonai is agreeing today that you are his own unique treasure as he promised you that you are to observe all his mitzvah and that he will raise you high above all nations he has made in praise reputation and glory and that he that as he said you will be a holy people for Adonai your God then Moses And all the leaders of Israel gave orders to the people. They said, Observe all the mitzvah I'm giving you today. When you cross the Jordan to the land Adonai your God is giving you, you are to set up large stones, put plaster on them, and after crossing over, write this Torah on them, every word, so that you can enter the land Adonai your God is giving you, a land flowing with milk and honey, as Adonai, the God of your ancestors, promised you. When you have crossed the Jordan, you are to set up these stones, as I'm ordering you today, on Mount Eval, and put plaster on them. There you are to erect an altar to Adonai, your God, an altar made of stones. You are not to use any iron tool on them, but are to build the altar of Adonai, your God, of uncut stones. And you are to offer burnt offerings on it to Adonai, your God. Also, you are to sacrifice peace offerings. Eat there and be joyful in the presence of Adonai, your God. You are to write on the stones all the words of this Torah very clearly. Next, Moses and the Kohen, who are the Levites, spoke to all Israel. They said, Be quiet and listen, Israel. Today you have become the people of Adonai your God. Therefore, you are to listen to what Adonai your God says and obeys mitzvah and laws, which I am giving you today. That same day, Moses commissioned the people as follows. These are the ones who are to stand on Mount Grissom and bless the people after you have crossed the Jordan. Simon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin, while these are to stand on Mount Ebal for the curse, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. The Levites, speaking loudly, will proclaim to every man of Israel, A curse on anyone who makes a carved or metal image, something Adonai detests, the handiwork of a craftsman, and sets it up in secret. All the people are to respond by saying, Amen. 
A curse on anyone who dishonors his father or mother. All the people are to say amen. Amen. A curse on anyone who moves his neighbor's boundary marker. All the people are to say amen. A curse on anyone who causes a blind person to lose his way on the road. All the people are to say amen. Amen. A curse on anyone who interferes with justice for the foreigner, orphan, or widow. All the people are to say amen. A curse on anyone who has sexual relations with his father's wife because he has violated his father's rights. All the people are to say amen. Amen. A curse on anyone who has sexual relations with any kind of animal. All the people are to say amen. A curse on anyone who has sexual relations with his sister, no matter whether she is the daughter of his father or of his mother. All the people are to say amen. Amen. A curse on anyone who has sexual relations with his mother-in-law. All the people are to say amen. A curse on anyone who secretly attacks a fellow member of the community. All the people are to say amen. Amen. A curse on anyone who accepts a bribe to kill an innocent person. All the people are to say amen. A curse on anyone who does not confirm the words of this Torah by putting them into practice. All the people are to say amen. Amen. If you listen closely to what Adonai God says, observing and obeying all his mitzvah, which I'm giving you today, Adonai your God will raise you high above all the nations on earth. And all the following blessings will be yours in abundance. If you will do what Adonai your God says. A blessing on you in the city and a blessing on you in the countryside. A blessing on the fruit of your body, the fruit of your land and the fruit of your livestock. The young and the cattle and flocks. A blessing on your grain basket and kneading bowl. A blessing on you when you go out and a blessing on you when you come in. Adonai will cause your enemies attacking you to be defeated before you. They will advance on you one way and flee before you seven ways. Adonai will order a blessing to be with you in your barns and in everything you undertake. He will bless you in the land of Adonai, your God has given you. Adonai will establish you as a people separated out for himself, as he has sworn to you. If you will observe the mitzvah of Adonai, your God, and follow his ways, then all the peoples on the earth will see that Adonai's name, his presence, is with you, so that they will be afraid of you. Adonai will give you great abundance of good things, of the fruit of your body and the fruit of your livestock and the fruit of your land. In the land, Adonai swore to give your ancestors, swore to your ancestors to give you. Adonai will open for you his good treasure, the sky, to give your land its rain at the right seasons and to bless everything you undertake. You will lend to many nations and not borrow. Adonai will make you the head and not the tail. And you will be only above, never below. 
If you will listen to, observe, and obey the mitzvah of Adonai your God, and not turn away from any of the words I'm ordering you today, neither to the right nor to the left, to follow after other gods and serve them. But if you refuse to pay attention to what Adonai your God says, and do not observe and obey all his mitzvah and regulations which I'm giving you today, then all the following curses will be yours in abundance. A curse on you in the city and a curse on you in the countryside. A curse on your grain basket and kneading board. A curse on the fruit of your body, the fruit of your land, and the young of your cattle and flocks. A curse on you when you come in and a curse on you when you go out. Adonai will send you send on you curses, disasters, and frustration in everything you set out to do until you are destroyed and quickly perish because of your evil actions in abandoning me. Adonai will bring on you a plague that will stay with you until he has exterminated you from the land you are entering in order to take possession of it. Adonai will strike you down with wasting diseases, fever, inflammation, fiery heat, drought, blasting winds, and mildew, and they will pursue you until you perish. The sky over your head will be brass, and the earth under you iron. Adonai will turn the rain your land needs into powder and dust that will fall on you from the sky until you are destroyed. Adonai, your God, will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You will advance on them one way and flee before them seven. You will become an object of horror to every kingdom on earth. Your carcasses will become food for all the birds in the air and the wild animals, and there will be no one to scare them away. Adonai will strike you down with the boils that broke out on the Egyptians. Tumors, skin lesions, and itching, all incurable. Adonai will strike you with insanity, blindness, and utter confusion. You will grope about at noon like a blind person groping in the dark, unable to find your way. You will be continually oppressed and robbed, and there will be no one to save you. You will get engaged to a woman, but another man will marry her. You will build a house, but not live in it. You will plant a vineyard, but not use its fruit. Your ox will be slaughtered before your eyes, but you won't eat any of its meat. Your donkey will be taken away from you by force as you watch, and you won't get it back. Your sheep will be given to your enemies, and there will be no one to help you. Your sons and daughters will be handed over to another people. You will watch for them longingly all day, but not see them, and there will be nothing you can do about it. A nation unknown to you will eat the fruit of your land and labor. Yes, you will be continually oppressed and crushed till you go crazy from what your eyes have to see. Adonai will strike you down in the knees and legs with painful and incurable boils. They will spread from the sole of your foot to the crown of your head. Adonai will bring you 
and your king, who you have put over yourselves, to a nation you have not known, neither you nor your ancestors. And there you will serve other gods made of wood and stone. You will be so devastated as to become a proverb and a laughingstock among all the peoples to which Adonai will drive you. You will carry much seed out to the field, but gather little in, because locusts will devour it. You will plant vineyards and dress them, but neither drink the wine nor gather the grapes, because worms will eat them. You will have olive trees throughout your territory, but not anoint yourself with the oil, because your olives will fall off unripe. You will father sons and daughters, but they won't belong to you because they will go into captivity. The bugs will inherit all your trees and the produce of your land. The foreigner living with you will rise higher and higher while you sink lower and lower. He will lend to you, but you will not lend to him. He will be the head and you the tail. All these curses will come on you, pursuing you and overtaking you until you are destroyed because you didn't pay attention to what Adonai your God said, observing his mitzvah and regulations that he gave you. These curses will be on you and your descendants as a sign and wonder forever because you didn't serve Adonai your God with joy and gladness in your heart. When you had such an abundance of everything, Adonai will send you your enemy against you and you will serve him when you are hungry, thirsty, poorly clothed and lacking everything. He will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he destroys you. Yes, Adonai will bring against you a nation from far away that will swoop down on you from the end of the earth like a vulture, a nation whose language you don't understand, a nation grim in appearance, whose people neither respect the old nor pity the young. They will devour the offspring of your livestock and the produce of your soil until you have been destroyed. They will leave you without grain wine, olive oil, and your young cattle and sheep until they have caused you to perish. They will besiege all your towns until your high fortified walls in which you trusted collapse everywhere in your land, which Adonai your God gave you. Then because of the severity of the siege and distress that your enemies are inflicting on you, you will eat the offspring of your own body, the flesh of your own sons and daughters, whom Adonai your God has given you. Even the most gentle and sensitive men among you will be without pity for his brother, his beloved wife, and his surviving children. To the degree that he will refuse to share with you any of them, the flesh of the children whom he is eating, because if he did, he would have nothing left for himself. In the severity of the siege, 
and distress your enemies are inflicting on you in all your towns. The most delicate and sensitive woman among you, so sensitive and delicate that she wouldn't think of touching the sole of her foot to the ground, will so begrudge her own beloved husband, son, and daughter that she will secret secretly eat the afterbirth that comes out of her and even her own children as she bears them. So desperately hungry out of her and even her own children as she bears them. So desperately hungry she will be in the severity of the siege and distress your enemies are inflicting on you in your towns. If you will not observe and obey all the words of this Torah that are written in this book, so that you will fear this glorious and awesome name, Adonai your God, then Adonai will strike down you and your descendants with extraordinary plagues and severe sicknesses that go on and on. He will bring back upon you all the diseases the Egyptians had, which you were in dread of, and they will cling to you. Not only that, but Adonai will bring upon you all the sicknesses and plagues that are not written in this book of the Torah until you are destroyed. You will be left few in number, whereas you were once numerous as the stars in the sky, because you did not pay attention to the voice of Adonai your God. Thus it will come about that just as once Adonai took joy in seeking to do you good and increase your numbers, so now Adonai will take joy in causing you to perish and be destroyed, and you will be plucked off the land you are entering in order to take possession of it. Adonai will scatter you among all peoples from the end of the earth to the other, and there you will serve other gods made of wood and stone, which neither you nor your ancestors have known among these nations. You will find no repose, and there will be no rest for the sole of your foot. Rather, Adonai will give you their anguish of heart, dimness of eyes, and apathy of spirit. Your life will hang in doubt before you, you will be afraid night and day and have no assurance that you will stay alive. In the morning you will say, oh, how I wish it were evening. And in the evening you will say, oh, how I wish it was morning. Because of the fear overwhelming your heart and the sights your eyes will see. Finally, Adonai will bring you back in ships to Egypt the place of which I said to you, you will never, ever see again. And there you will try to sell yourselves as slaves to your enemies, but no one will buy you. These are the words of the covenant which Adonai ordered Moses to make with the people of Israel in the land of Moab, in addition to the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. Then Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, 
you saw everything Adonai did before your eyes in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh, to all his servants, and to all his land, the great testings which you saw with your own eyes, and the signs and those great wonders. Nevertheless, to this day Adonai has not given you a heart to understand, eyes to see, or ears to hear. I led you forty years in the desert, neither your clothes, nor your body, nor the shoes on your feet wore out. You didn't eat bread, and you didn't drink wine, or other intoxicating liquor. This was so that you would know that I am Adonai, your God. When you arrived at this place, Sikon, the king of Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, advanced against us in battle, and we defeated them, took their land, and gave it as an inheritance to the Reubenite, the Gadai and the Mashani. Therefore observe the words of this covenant and obey them so that you can make everything you do prosper. And then we have Isaiah 60, 1 through 22, and you can find that on page 531. Arise, shine, Jerusalem, for your light has come. The glory of Adonai has risen over you. For although darkness covers the earth and thick darkness the peoples, on you Adonai will rise. Over you will be seen his glory. Nations will go toward your light and kings toward your shining splendor. Raise your eyes and look around. They are all assembling and coming to you. Your sons are coming from far off, your daughters being carried on their nurses' hips. Then you will see and be radiant, your heart will throb and swell with delight. For the riches of the seas will be brought to you, the wealth of nations will come to you. Caravans of camels will cover your land, young camels from Midian and Ephah. All of them coming from Sheba bringing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of Adonai. All the flocks of Kedar will be gathered for you. The rams of Nebaioth will be at your service. They will come up and be received on my altar as I glorify my glorious house. Who are these flying along like clouds, like doves to the dovecotes? The coastlands are putting their hope in me with the Tarshish ships in the lead to bring your children from far away and with them their silver and gold for the sake of Adonai your God, the Holy One of Israel, who glorifies you. Foreigners will rebuild your walls. Their kings will be at your service. For in my anger I struck you but in my mercy I pity you. Your gates will always be open. They will not be shut by day or by night so that people can bring you the wealth of nations. 
with their kings led in procession. For the nation or kingdom that won't serve you will perish. Yes, those nations will be utterly destroyed. The glory of the Lebanon will come to you, cypresses together with elm trees and larches, to beautify the site of my sanctuary. I will glorify the place where I stand. The children of your oppressors will come and bow low before you. All who despised you will fall at your feet, calling you the city of Adonai, Zion, the Holy One of Israel. In the past, you were abandoned and hated, so that no one would even pass through you. But now I will make you the pride of the ages, for a joy for many generations. You will drink the milk of nations, and you will nurse the royal breasts, and know that I, Adonai, am your Savior, your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. For bronze I will bring you gold, for iron I will bring you silver, bronze in place of wood and iron in place of stone. I will make peace your governor and righteous your taskmaster. Violence will no longer be heard in your land, desolation or destruction within your borders. Instead, you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. No one will the sun no more will the sun be your light by day, nor will moonlight shine on you. Instead Adonai will be your light forever, and your God your glory. No longer will your sun go down, your moon will no longer wane, for Adonai will be your light forever. Your days of mourning will end. All your peoples will be righteous. They will inherit the land forever. They will be the branch I planted, my handiwork in which I take pride. The smallest will grow to a thousand, and the weakest will become a mighty nation. I, Adonai, when the right time comes, will quickly bring it about. And then we have Matthew 25, 1 to 46, and you find that on page 12, 56. The kingdom of heaven at the time will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom. Five of them were foolish and five of them sensible. The foolish ones took lamps with them but no oil, whereas the others took flasks of oil with their lamps. Now the bridegroom was late, so they all went to sleep. It was the middle of the night when the cry rang out, The bridegroom is here, go out to meet him. The girls all woke up and prepared their lamps. The foolish ones said to the sensible ones, Give us some of your oil, because our lamps are not are going out. No, they replied, There may not be enough for both you and us. Go to the oil dealers and buy some for yourself. But as they were going off to buy, the bridegroom came. Those who were ready went with him to the wedding feast and the door was shut. Later, 
The other bridesmaids came. Sir, sir, they cried, let us in. But he answered, Indeed, I tell you, I don't know you. So stay alert, because you know neither the day nor the hour. For it will be like a man about to leave home for a while who entrusted his possessions to his servants. To one he gave five talents, equivalent to a hundred years' wages, to another two talents, and to another one talent, to each accordingly to his ability. Then he left. The one who had received five talents immediately went out, invested it, and earned another five. Similarly, the one given two earned another two. But the one given one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned to settle accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the other five, and said, Sir, you gave me five talents. Here, I have made five more. His master said to him, Excellent, you are a good and trustworthy servant. You have been faithful with a small amount, so I will put you in charge of a large amount. Come and join in your master's happiness. Also, the one who had received two came forward and said, Sir, you gave me two talents. Here, I have made two more. His master said to him, Excellent, you are a good and trustworthy servant. You have been faithful with a small amount, so I will put you in charge of a large amount. Come and join in your master's happiness. Now the one who had received one talent came forward and said, I knew you were a hard man. You harvest where you didn't plant and gather where you didn't sow seed. I was afraid, so I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, take what belongs to you. You wicked, lazy servants, said the master. So you knew, did you, that I harvest where I haven't planted and that I gather where I didn't sow seed? Then you should have deposited my money with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have at least gotten back interest with my capital. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For everyone who has something will be given more, so that he will have more than enough. But from anyone who has nothing, even what he does have will be taken away. As for his worthless as for this worthless servant, throw him out in the dark, where people will wail and grind their teeth. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, accompanied by all the angels, he will sit on his glorious throne. <clears throat> all the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates sheep from goats. The sheep he will place at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you whom my father has blessed. 
Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you from the founding of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you made me your guest. I needed clothes and you provided them. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the people who have done what God wants will reply, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and make you a guest or needing clothes to provide them? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will say to them, Yes, I tell you that whenever you did these things for one of the least important of these brothers of mine, you did them for me. Then he will also speak to those on his left, saying, Get away from me, you who are cursed. Go up into the fire prepared for the adversary and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. Thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. A stranger, and you did not welcome me. Needing clothes, and you did not give them to me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they too will reply, Lord, when did we see you hungry, thirsty, a stranger, needing clothes, sick or in prison, and not take care of you? And he will answer them, Yes, I tell you that whenever you refuse to do it for the least import important of these people, you refuse to do it for me. They will go off to eternal punishment. But those who have done what God wants will go to eternal life. And then we have James 1, 1 through 2, 26. You'll find that on page 15, 10. From Jacob, a slave of God. Oh, excuse me. From James, a slave of God, and of the Lord Yeshua the Messiah, to the twelve tribes in the Dysphoria. Shalom. Regard it all as joy, my brothers, when you face various kinds of temptations. For you know that the testing of your trust produces perseverance. But let perseverance do its complete work, so that you may be complete and whole, lacking in nothing. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in trust, doubting nothing. For the doubter is like a wave in the sea, being tossed and driven by the wind. Indeed, that person should not think that he will receive anything from the Lord, because he is double-minded, unstable in all his ways. Let the brother in humble circumstances boast about his high position, but let the rich brother boast about his being humbled, 
since, like a wildflower, he will pass away. But just as the sun rises with the sharab and dries up the plant, so that its flower falls off and its beauty is destroyed, so too the rich person going about his business will wither away. How blessed is the man who perseveres through temptation, for after he has passed the test, he will receive as his crown the life which God has promised to those who love him. No one being tempted should say, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and God himself tempts no one. Rather, each person is being tempted whenever he's being dragged off and enticed by the bait of his own desire. Then, having conceived the desire, gives birth to sin, and when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Don't delude yourselves, my dear brothers. Every good act of giving and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father who made the heavenly lights. With him there is neither variation nor darkness caused by turning. Having made his decision, he gave birth to us through a word that can be replied, relied on, in order that we should be a kind of first fruits of all that he created. Therefore, my dear brothers, let every person be quick to listen, but slow to speak slow to get angry, for a person's anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. So rid yourself of all vulgarity and obvious evil, and receive meekly the word implanted in you that can save your lives. Don't deceive yourselves by only hearing what the word says, but do it. For whoever hears the word but doesn't do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror, who looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what he looks like. But if a person looks closely at the perfect Torah, which gives freedom and continues becoming not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work it requires, then he will be blessed in what he does. Anyone who thinks he is religiously observant but does not control his tongue is deceiving himself, and his observance counts for nothing. The religious observance that God the Father considers pure and faultless is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being contaminated by the world. My brothers, practice the faith of our Lord Yeshua, the glorious Messiah, without showing favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your synagogue wearing gold rings and fancy clothes, and also a poor man comes in dressed in rags. If you show more respect to the man wearing the fancy clothes and say to him, have this good seat here while to the poor man you say you stand over there or sit down on the floor by my feet then aren't you creating 
distinctions among yourselves and haven't you made yourselves into judges with evil motives? Listen, my dear brothers, hasn't God chosen the poor of the world to be rich in faith and to receive the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you despise the poor. Aren't the rich the ones who oppress you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who insult the good name of him to whom you belong? If you truly attain the goal of kingdom Torah, in conformity with the passage that says, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. But if you show favoritism, your actions constitute sin, since you are convicted under the Torah as transgressors. For a person who keeps the whole Torah, yet stumbles at one point, has become guilty of breaking them all. For the one who said, don't commit adultery, also said, don't murder. Now, if you don't commit adultery, but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the Torah. Keep speaking and acting like people who will be judged by a Torah which gives freedom. But judgment will be without mercy toward the one who doesn't show mercy. But mercy wins out over judgment. What good is it, my brothers, if someone claims to have faith but has no actions to prove it? In such faith, able to save. Is such faith able to save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food and someone says to him, Shalom, keep warm and eat hearty without giving him what he needs. What good does it do? Thus, faith by itself, unaccompanied by actions, is dead. Someone will say that you have faith and I have actions. Show me this faith of yours without the actions, and I will show you my faith by my actions. You believe that God is one. Good for you. The demons believe it too. The thought makes them shudder with fear. But foolish fellow, do you want to be shown that such faith apart from actions is barren? Wasn't Abraham our father declared righteous because of actions when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith worked with his actions by the actions of the faith was made complete and the passage of the Tanakh was fulfilled which says Abraham had faith in God and was credited and it was credited to his account as righteousness he was even called God's friend you see that a person is declared righteous because of actions and not because of faith alone. Likewise, wasn't Rachel the prostitute declared righteous because of actions when she welcomed the messengers and sent them out by another route? Indeed, just as the body without a spirit is dead, so too faith without actions is dead. And I remind everyone that Monday, September 26th, is Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets.
the beginning of the Jewish New Year. In the name of Jesus, we pray today and thank him for all the strength he's given us to take action. It takes action to come forward and study your word, Lord. We can't just sit around and have faith. We have to go forward and actually take action to strengthen our faith. And thank you for helping us to humble ourselves before you. And thank you that we recognize that our faith is strengthened because of our actions. Amen. Amen.